Hey, 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 yes, you are in the right place. This is a Yup podcast, but just a quick shout out to Norway. Hey, you are putting the Yup podcast on the map. Yes, Yup, I got you. It's trending in Norway. Hey, Norway, thank you. You other countries listening out there, hey, put me on the map. Hey, and then a quick shout out for my brother, Mike Baldwin, who has a new endeavor. That is IceCreamGraphics.com, where you find totally original cool graphics. They are dead on for what you want. So go visit Mike Baldwin at icecreamgraphics.com. So I, and then the word scream, then graphics, then .com. You know how to find it. Yes, I screwed it up before, but this is a new and better day. Hey, hey, nurse, are you sure this isn't going to hurt? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, are you really, are you sure this is safe? Oh, okay. Hey, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, from the intro, you know, today we are talking all about vaccines and with the current culture and the current environment going around COVID-19, it is a hot topic. No matter where you stand on it, I wanted to be here for you, for my listeners, for the Yup family, the Yuppers out there, not to necessarily tell you what to do, but to give you the information as far as I know it. Now, just a huge disclaimer here. You know you're listening to a redneck, and you know most of my information is around relationships and all the fundamentals around relationships, raising kids, interacting with your spouse, having good communities. But I go outside of that because I'm on my own personal health journey trying to get healthy and whole from probably an irresponsible lifestyle for the most part. Although it's just, it's being a working man and trying to provide for my family. And so I do, I go outside of that realm and I dive into areas where, yes, no, I don't have a professional degree, but I'm like the rest of you. I can do research and I can understand research. For the most part, I may... And, and I often relay it in a redneck style, but hopefully it's relatable to you and it's, it's enough to give you enough information that you can go out there and do your own research or to spark in you to do your own research. So welcome. I'm Tom Baldwin. As I said in the intro, I am here for you. I desire for you to have a full and awesome life. And yes, I grew up in the 80s, so I use words like awesome and cool. And yes, I live in Montana. And so I am a little redneck. I like redneck things. So here we go. Vaccines, traditional vaccines. Everybody, do you know what a traditional vaccine is? I didn't. I knew that you had to have them and everybody said that they were good. And so it's like, oh, okay, well, we just do that. And when I was a kid, yes, I was born in 1967, the year of all the great muscle cars, right? The 1967 GTO convertible. Ooh. And until I look in the mirror, even when I look in the mirror, I envision myself like that muscle car. I'm just like, dude, you are sweet. Now, some of you may disagree, and that's okay. I love having a healthy self-image, self and uh, it does wonders for optimism and a positive attitude. You know, those of you that get down on yourselves, why? You're awesome. You're here. You have a purpose. Anyway, when I was a kid, you know, the vaccine schedule was, what, five, six vaccines? You know, you had the... D what is that? Diphtheria, DDT, I think, and uh, MMR, measles, mumps, rubella, you know, and you had the tetanus. And so you didn't have many vaccines. And so it was pretty common. And my mom traveled overseas. She's from Germany. And so to go overseas, I had to be vaccinated. And so I was. 
So I had around probably seven or eight and didn't have any more. And I didn't think much about vaccines until I started to have my own children. And my wife and I, Adrian, started to research them. And that's when I began to understand actually what a vaccine, how it works, the mechanism behind it. Now, with COVID, there are two other vaccines that weren't around when I was a kid. We just had the traditional vaccines. And when I was a kid, and like Adrian also, the schedule was around seven, maybe less. And today, do you know the schedule by the time you have all your shots and your 18, your boosters and all that? That's around 75, like different. And I don't know if they're injections because I think they combined a lot of those, but 75 different treatments compared to seven. That's a heck of a lot. But right here, herd immunity, which you've heard that term. I don't know if you understand it. I didn't for a long time. And it is it is always argued the efficacy of vaccines, because if most of the herd is has immunity because they've had vaccine, then everybody is safe. Yeah, it's probably true. What they don't tell you is that that happens naturally. And like the traditional vaccines, they would take three to five years to develop because they had a culture on they were organic based versus the DNA and the mRNA vaccines are more modeled in a computer and then they're produced like manufactured. They're, those two vaccines are actually a lot cleaner vaccines. So three to five years. And so like most flus, most viruses will have run their course, meaning run their course your body will build up those antibodies and it will pass through the population. And then you have herd immunity. So three to five years later, when a vaccine comes online, it could be argued, and some people do argue, and I'm just throwing it out there for you to think about that by the time the vaccine comes along and has historically, that the body has already done the work, okay? Now, what is a traditional vaccine and how does it work? Yes, it either has a very weakened virus, form of the virus, so attenuated, or the dead form of the virus. And so gets injected into your body just with like some water, right? Absolutely not. And you're just like, how many people actually know what's in a vaccine? Raise your hand if you know what's in a vaccine. You're like, ooh, ooh. You know, I asked my nurse and doctor and yeah, it's just part of the virus and there's some other stuff in there that just, what is that other stuff? And what is the mechanism of action? This is hugely important. This is part of my redneck wisdom. This is part of my nuclear thinking. If you've heard previous podcasts, nuclear thinking, what it is. So for this redneck, for this, maybe you call me a dumbass. That's okay. I actually think that's kind of cool. Hey, do you see my hat? I got some bling bling here that, uh, yep, that I developed for the Yup podcast. And I actually have my Yup coffee mug here. You can see on camera as I take a... Mm a sip of my holiday coffee, which is coffee, very strong coffee, and eggnog. So cool, Tom. Yep, sidetrack. It's like squirrel, squirrel. Yeah, I need a little squirrel noise from like the, you know, the movie Over the Hedge with Hammy. Squirrel, squirrel. Um, Get super distracted. But what's in a vaccine? How does it work? The nuclear thinking, and for me, is I have to understand how things work. And if I can understand the overall concept that I basically can get it and I can pull it apart deeper if I need to. So yes, you have uh, the virus either weakened or dead. And if you just inject that, your body will ignore it. Why? Because it's no threat or it's very little threat. So how does the vaccine work? How do they get them to work? And maybe your doctor or nurse will say, well, there's some stuff in it to help your body build antibodies. Well, what is that stuff? It is poison. You're just like, they wouldn't do that. 
All right, well, you be the judge, okay? Tom's being extreme because sometimes it's fun to be extreme, right? I kind of like being extreme. So part of the vaccine, they have to inject things that says your immune system. It's kind of like in the morning when you hit your uh, snooze and you're just like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Phone rings, it's your boss. Oh my gosh, I'm late. You have to get ready, alert yourself, get out the door. You have to get your crap together. And so that's what your body does. You know, when these weekend things come in, it's just like, nah, nah, we're fine. We're fine. Well, then they inject the vaccine and your body goes, whoa, we got to fight this sucker because what comes in it? They have to add and it's under different names. So you have to do your own research. Okay. This is super important. Mercury and aluminum. And they disguise these. Yeah. This is a suspicious conspiracy theory redneck here. Hey, I'll own it. I'm putting the information out there for you to make the decision. Yeah, I'm a little suspicious about some of this stuff, okay? Because I think I'm giving you the information so you can make your own decisions. They have to put mercury and aluminum aluminum in them because they your body like, goes on high alert. And then it looks looks at the mercury and aluminum, but it also looks at the dead and attenuated virus. And because it's like assuming that one of these are is the culprit. And so they're just going to deal with all of them. By the way, it's very, very hard for your body to get rid of heavy metals. And yes, it passes the blood-brain barrier. So yeah, these these wonderful chemicals that are being injected. Remember, I had seven. If you have kids or you're somewhere in between the age of what I am and today, that you have all those chemicals. If you've got your vaccines, they are somewhere in your body. Chances are residing in your brain. Is it waiting for Alzheimer's? Mm, Tom, how dare you? You can't say that things are good for society or going to be like, could cause stuff later in life. All right, no, that's that's impossible. Okay, we're not going to go there. Huge disclaimer, Tom never really said that, but tuck that away for later. Okay, maybe really important. So, vaccines have these adjuvants or recipients the things that stimulate your immune system to build immunity. My nuclear thinking takes me, it's like, well, if that works, and then it's supposed to stimulate your body's natural response, which is called a humoral response, which builds antibodies. So it's like invader, bad person. We now have defenses against you because we're prepared. And yeah, that's naturally how, as these vaccines are developed, that they build herd immunity. But as your body naturally fights it through a population, you also developed herd immunity. So which came first, the herd immunity or the vaccine? It's questionable. So there's some arguments around that which argue whether these traditional vaccines have a lot of efficacy because, uh, for one, if they really work, why do you need a booster? And some of them need multiple boosters. And the modern strains of these diseases are the strains of the vaccine and most of the people that get sick in this modern age have been vaccinated with that vaccine. So some things to question around there. And those of you, and I don't know where you stand, and there's no necessarily judgment here. I have my very own personal beliefs, but most of these vaccines, from my understanding, have utilized stem cells. Now, granted, they've been cloned from aborted fetuses, one in, I think, 1964, and one in 1973, these are called the living stem cells because they continue to be cloned and they have been utilized and they are part of a lot of vaccines or been part of the development. And as far as I can see, most of the current vaccines that you're going to have to do your own research. So we're, we're talking uh, the current vaccines 
the DNA and the mRNA vaccines. I don't know if any of them have these stem cells, but they've definitely been used in part of the research and part of the testing. So if that's an issue for you, you may need to look that up. So we talked about traditional vaccines, and I think there are a few of those being developed for COVID-19, but they are not the forerunners. And they're not the ones that you're hearing on the news from Moderna and from Pfizer and some of the others. The ones that you're hearing on the news are the RNA vaccines or the mRNA vaccines. And I think both Moderna and Pfizer's are the mRNA. But let's talk about the DNA vaccine. And this is the one I probably know the least about. And it's basically it is um, putting instructions into your cell about a protein that uh, will cause your body to build antigens against COVID-19. And now I don't know exactly what protein, and they've obviously done research, so they know what protein. And you have to understand proteins. You probably think of protein and muscle building, but proteins are like signaling agents. They are messengers. They do all kinds of things in your body, like peptides or short-chain proteins. And they, they're signaling agents. They give instructions. And, and so this protein, this DNA, and the, how it gets in, it's injected, but they have to chemically stimulate your cell to get these instructions in there. And that these instructions have this protein and then your body supposedly builds the antigens. And it's actually the DNA vaccine is very clean, not like traditional vaccine where things have to be cultured, fairly clean, fairly inexpensive to produce. Most of the time is on a computer, like modeling, finding the right model of the protein to get. Yeah. The risk in this is, and there is a potential risk, and it's right on the websites for those manufacturers of this DNA vaccine, is that it could alter the genetic makeup of your cell. Hmm, I think that's kind of bad. I would be concerned about that. So as you're looking and potentially thinking about taking the vaccine, I would say hmm, maybe you need to look more at that. All right, so now let's look at the mRNA vaccine. And what exactly is this? It's not a vaccine at all. Really, the only vaccine is the first one, the traditional vaccine. The other two are like genetic instructions. They're giving instructions to your cell. One is actually producing the instructions and getting it electronically into yourself. Now, the mRNA is a much better delivery system, and it is uh, it gets injected into your body. And it permeates into your cell and it puts instructions in there that it sends out to what's called the ribosome, which is a manufacturing plant in your body. Simple terms. I know those of you that understand it are just like, oh my gosh, the dude is like massacring this. I know. It's just to get this general concept out so you can do your own research. Yes, I am the redneck knowledge massacre. But tell me, where else are you getting this information? If you really go out there and find it, but all, all you're getting is, oh, there's this vaccine. So the mRNA vaccines have been around for a long time. They've actually been around since the 70s, and they are a very clean way to make vaccines. They're cost-effective to manufacture. Most of the work's done in a computer lab, synthesizing these instructions. The delivery system has been the problem in the past because there has been, in delivering the mRNA the instructions, think of them as instructions into the cell, has caused huge inflammation-like effects. Well, if you know around COVID-19, there's a cytokine storm, which so we don't need inflammation. And so that has been the major aspect which these pharmaceutical companies have been trying to solve is how to get that in there. It's like, how do we get that in there without causing this huge inflammation 
reaction. And so supposedly they have solved that. And so these instructions get into your cell, then your cell like notifies the manufacturing plant to make the specific protein, which then your body will see and be like, oh, we need to develop antigens against that. And supposedly these instructions will eventually like dissipate and leave your cell and your cell will go back to normal function. But there are the same risk factors as there are with the DNA vaccine. It's like, could it and you know, like change the instructions of that cell? You know, all that can pass through my mind and you're all gonna laugh out there and you're just like, Tom, you just, I am legend. Remember, what was the premise of that? It's been a while since I've seen it, but a cure for cancer. Was it along the same lines as this mRNA vaccine? And one of the risk factors is that some of these instructions can break down before they get to the cell. So you have these loose instructions floating around out there that could be picked up by some other cell that have been broken down and altered. What could go wrong? Could something go wrong? I don't know. I would ask you, it's before and okay, now this is Tom. This is Tom's suspicion. But the pharmaceutical companies, one of them, it wasn't Moderna or Pfizer, it was one of the other smaller ones, and they're all huge, but says, hey, you can trust us with the instructions for your genetic code. And I'm just like, oh, does that make anybody else just kind of like go, I think I'm going to puke? We just don't know that much about so much of the body. And so we are going to alter, we're going to give instructions to this marvelous machine the same companies that have developed it all right tom's on a short rant here we're just going to do short the same one that have like made antibiotics prolific and has destroyed that intelligence in our gut so we're just going to entrust them to say hey the delivery system's fine those people that are at risk people with autoimmune diseases which are already dealing with inflammation and one of the huge potential side effects of an mRNA vaccine is inflammation. Hey, I have one of those autoimmune diseases. Inflammation sucks. I don't need more. And so, hey, there you guys got it about vaccines. Again, I'm just going to reiterate. There's three different kinds. There's the traditional, which use a weakened or attenuated virus um, to stimulate the body's natural response, uh, humoral response, and it uses things like mercury and aluminum. Now, there's a DNA one that's putting information into the cell, which is causing the body to build antigens. Possible side effects is, I don't know, X-Men. And then the mRNA, which actually uses in the cell, which uh, then sends instructions to the ribosome, which then makes this protein, which then builds antigen. And that is, if you're going to get a vaccine, that's probably the one that you will end up getting. Just a side note. There are risks, you know, concerns about inflammation, concerns about not getting into the cell. Should I, should I tell you guys, Tom, don't tell them. What do you mean? Don't tell them. I I need to tell them. All right. We are going to take what Tom probably will call a conspiracy moment. Okay. Conspiracy moment right here. So if you're not into that, just click off or fast forward about 30 seconds to a minute and then just pick it up at the end. But here we go. All right, so these pharmaceutical companies, they absolutely always have your best interest in mind. Would they put other instructions in there? And as they're partnered with the government, because you can also trust your government too, right? 100%. Is it possible that they would put other instructions that could be triggered or released later? And Tom, you're like, how the heck could they do this? Well, you may not know this information and it is out there to find, but that cell walls become... 
uh, let's say, how, how can I phrase this better? 5G can permeate the cell wall. And so a 5G signal could stimulate other things that were put in a vaccine that could be triggered later. All right, there's a conspiracy moment. Go with it where you want. We're back on track here. Hey, friends, I... (laughs) I so appreciate you. And just know, I'm not trying to make a decision for you. I am putting this information out there because I want you to be able to make an informed decision. And I admire you. I appreciate you. Hey, I got you as it says on my hat. I just want you to have that information. If you choose or don't choose to get the vaccine, there's no judgment here. I just believe that you need the information. And so I just want to tell you, have a fantastic and absolutely Merry Christmas. Enjoy your family and friends and your community. No matter what your belief system is, engage in the spirit of the season because you can do that. And peace and goodwill to men is a good thing. So, hey, (laughs) yep, I got you and I appreciate you. Go out there and make a difference. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.